0: Good morning, church. It's great to be together this morning. Maybe this is your first time worshiping with us. I'm so glad that you decided to come and worship with us. Maybe you've been coming for weeks. And again, thank you for coming back. We're so excited to worship together this morning. My name is Russ Murdoch Jr. and uh along with my wife Sari, we serve as evangelists and women's ministry leader in the Garden State Church, which is a part of the New York City Church of Christ. And we've been here for more than two decades. You know, I really want to thank the brothers and sisters here in New Jersey for their love, for their patience, for their grace and mercy. I feel so blessed to have grown up in this community and to raise my children in this community and then to be able to give back to this community. And uh, your love, your mercy, your grace has been so satisfying and encouraging for so many years i just again want to thank you so so much you know it's also exciting next week is our special contribution where we give monies to help support the work in africa and the caribbean and upstate new york and to see how god's asking us to to be co-workers is super exciting to see the work that he's doing that we get to be a part of it And uh, I'm just so grateful and looking forward to next week. You know, last week, our brother Ross Lippincott did a phenomenal job with reminding us of what Jesus says. True greatness comes from being the servant of all. As we continue our Jesus said series, I want to take us to the Sermon on the Mount and learn from Jesus in Matthew 6. And we'll start in verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, in this chapter, Jesus addresses three common Jewish practices of devotion to God, giving to the needy, prayer and fasting. He warns us against calling attention to one's own good behavior for the sake of earning human praise. And I think one of the things I love about Jesus is that his priority in coming to earth was to show you and I how to have a personal relationship with God and put our trust in him. From this passage I just read, I want to answer three questions this morning. Number one, what are treasures on earth? Number two, what are treasures in heaven? And number three... Do you treasure Jesus? So let's start. What are treasures on earth? In general, treasures on earth include money and possessions. Earthly treasures include things that you can touch. Things like cash, things like clothes, things like cars and things you can't touch. Things like your online banking account, your 401k or bitcoins. Now, before you jump to the wrong conclusion, Jesus didn't say that you can't own a phone, that you can't buy a computer, that you can't purchase a home, that you can't drive a car, that you can't buy someone a gift, that you can't fund your child's college education, that you can't save or invest money for retirement. What Jesus did say was do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth said in another way stop focusing on accumulating money and things and set your heart pursuing treasures in heaven you know in the old testament the wisest man to ever live king solomon in ecclesiastes 5:10 says whoever loves money never has enough Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. You see, we have to be careful that we don't prioritize possessions over people. Jesus said it in Luke 12:15. Watch out Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. You know, I remember growing up, going to a friend's home who had one of those rooms that you could not play in, get dirty and God forbid, break anything. There was plastic on the furniture. You had to take your shoes off and be very, very careful. I felt very uncomfortable when I would go over there because you can't make a mistake and you better not mess up. It communicated that things to me, that things were more important than people in that home. See, God cares more about the condition of our hearts than the condition of our wallets. That's why he shows us what's best for us and for our possessions, which leads us to the next question. What are treasures in heaven? You know, there's a tendency to think that treasures in heaven only refers to tithing in the Bible. By the way, I believe percentage giving Is a very wise thing because it's in the Bible, but also it does something for our hearts. It puts God ahead of us and God says, hey, I want you to give me that tenth, and you got that 90 percent to do with it what you want. And so we take away putting ourselves ahead of God when we type. That's a side note and a whole nother message. But getting back to. The subject treasures in heaven. There's an element of this truth that when you look at the Bible, it's unbelievable what Jesus says about treasures in heaven. When Jesus encouraged his followers to sell their possessions and give to the needy, Luke 12, verse 32 and 33. Listen to what he says. Do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom, sell your possessions and give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. In Luke 14, verse 13 and 14. Jesus asked people to give to others who cannot repay them. He says in that scripture, but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the cripple, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. You see, in these two examples, Jesus references Receiving treasure in heaven and being rewarded when he returns. So we can see that storing up treasures in heaven doesn't include just giving our contribution or giving our special contribution or giving just to those in need. That's not all of it. There's more to laying up treasure in heaven than giving away our money and possession. Guess what? It also includes living for God's glory and the good of others. Let me explain. The Bible refers to many ways Christians can store up treasures in heaven or rewards, including faithfully enduring persecution. Matthew chapter five, verse eleven through twelve, second Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen through eighteen, second Timothy four, verse eight. Also loving your enemies. Matthew chapter five verse forty three through forty eight. Praying in secret. Matthew chapter six verse five and six. Serving the Lord and his people. Matthew ten verse forty one and forty two. First Corinthians Three, verse eight, Hebrews chapter six, verse 10. From just these few examples, we see that rewards are associated with living and loving like Jesus. What's the bottom line? Real wealth is obtained by investing in treasures in heaven. You are eternally rewarded When you give, you are eternally rewarded when you pray and fast in private. You are eternally rewarded when you forgive someone from the heart. You are eternally rewarded when you share the gospel, when you love your enemies, when you endure insults and persecutions. When it comes to rewards, the greatest reward every follower of Christ will receive Is this one Matthew chapter five, verse eight, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. You know, we sang a song earlier. My heart rejoices at the thought of spending all my days with you. My soul is singing. Now, you know the rest. I'm not the singer in the family. But here's this point. In your desire to follow Christ, do you live your life for him because of what he can do for you? Or do you live your life for him because you can be with him? Maybe you don't really know Jesus. You've only heard heard about him you've seen pictures you've heard him about him in a in a a class but you don't really know him i want to implore you i want to appeal to you study the bible and get to know jesus maybe you've known jesus and he's just become kind of a casual acquaintance i want to encourage you Get back in your Bible. Ask God to help you rediscover who he is to you. See, if you know him. You're going to love him. And if you love him. You're going to want to follow him. And you will want to be like him. I remember growing up going to church as a kid. I got to a point in my early teenage years that no one had to tell me to go to church. It was my desire, my want. And in my teenage years, I remember beginning to fall into sins and and not feeling good about what I was doing and wanting to change, wanting to know. And as I went to college, I stopped going to church as often. And by the time I was a junior... In college, I was exhausted because of the sinful life that I was living. I was tired of lying. I was tired of the immorality. I was tired of worshiping basketball and not being able to change. Being powerless when it came to my sinful nature. The second week of the fall semester in 1990, my friend Rob met me in the cafeteria a week later, we studied the Bible two weeks later. I was baptized in the Christ and I remember crying like a baby because I finally found what I was looking for. I finally found my reason. I finally found my friend. I finally found my savior, Jesus. And the first thing I did was I called my girlfriend. I said, honey, things are going to change. And boy, did they change. She liked it so much. Two months later, she became a Christian. And she began to see Jesus. And now here we are 31 years later in Christ. Married 27 years. If that weren't enough. I've watched my mom and dad become Christians, watch my mother-in-law, watch cousins and several friends come to Christ. You know, when I think about seeing Jesus face to face. The first thing I'm going to say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And give him the biggest hug because it wouldn't my life wouldn't be possible if it weren't for him. Remember, invest. And treasures in heaven. This question really gets to the heart of the matter. Which leads us to the final question. Do you treasure Jesus? Before you roll up your sleeves and start making deposits into your eternal ledger statement. Hang tight. There's one final thing that you need to know. In this passage... We never heard Jesus say, get to work. But what we do hear Jesus say is this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Like an experienced doctor who can diagnose the source of an ailment. Jesus knows that our struggle is an issue of the heart it's not about the do's and it's not about the don't you know i remember getting into a attitude of well if i do this if i don't then this makes me right with god that makes me i had a mentality of performance wasn't relationship it's if you're good outweighs your bad that's not relationship with god And that's not what God's after. He is after our hearts. This is why Jesus connected his command to stop laying up earthly treasures and to store up treasures in heaven to the heart. He knows that what we value is reflected in how we live. On the one hand, when the world is your desire. You'll be committed to storing up earthly treasures. On the other hand, when Jesus is your treasure, you'll devote your life to live for his glory and for the good of others. Today, this morning. Ask yourself, don't think about your spouse. Don't think about your neighbor. Don't think about your cousin, your uncle. Think about yourself. Ask yourself this question. Do I treasure Jesus? Or do you treasure the world? Think about it. Do I obsess over earning more money or buying more things? Or am I consumed with living and loving like Jesus. See, the answer to these questions will let you know if you are living for Jesus from your El Corazon, from your heart. If not, here's the beauty, here's the beauty of it. If not, you can make a decision To reallocate or to redirect your assets, your money, your possessions to relocate your heart. Are you with me? This is such a powerful principle. Because the very things that God's given us can be used in a great way so that God would be glorified. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As we prepare To take communion. I want us to remember this. Thought about Jesus. For you know the grace of our Lord. Jesus Christ. That though he was rich. Yet for your sakes. He became poor. So that you. And I. Through his poverty. Might become rich. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this opportunity that we get to remember Jesus. And I pray that we think about his willingness, his heart, his desire was so great for us to have a relationship with you that he literally gave up his life so that we might have life. As we take this bread that represents his body and this juice that represents his blood, help us do it with an attitude of gratitude and a willingness that we will not just say we follow Jesus, but that we will follow him. That we will have his heart, his attitude in in our relationships that we'll be like him and not like us. We love you, we thank you, and we pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen.